Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. This is your host, Stephanie, and this is my first author spotlight. I am super excited to bring you this interview with Tracy Steele. She is the most lovely person, and she just really cares about others and she loves God and it just really comes through when you talk with her. And today we are talking about writing and pursuing any ministry and how you can keep God and your prayer life front and center amidst pursuing a ministry, which I personally struggle with. I know Tracy has. Um, It's just something that you struggle with because you can spend time with God, you can do things for God, and depending on your personality, um, I'm better at doing than being. So maybe you struggle with that too, and um, maybe you also need some encouragement to spend that time with God, and Tracy provides that as well. Even if you don't have a ministry, I really think you're going to like our interview, and this is part one. So enjoy our conversation, friends. Hi, Tracy. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me back. What a joy it is to be back here with you all. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. And if you all haven't heard um, Tracy's interview, I will link it in the show notes when we first chatted. Um, and we are chatting today about your book and um, about you know writing a book and getting published and all that good stuff. Also, we're going to be chatting about how to not let your ministry and that God-given drive and purpose, you know, overtake your prayer time mm-hmm. and your your time with God. So I'm really excited to chat mm-hmm. with you. And um, if people don't know you yet, could you just introduce yourself and share a little bit about um, what this season of life looks like and also share a little bit about your book, A Redesigned Life. Sure. Well, my name is Tracy Steele and I'm a proud Air Force wife. So my husband, Chad, is a C-130 pilot and we are currently stationed out at the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. So right now he's actually flying a desk. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we have two beautiful children, uh, Katie, who is our third grader, and Jackson, who is our fifth grader. And so when we are not moving, because, you know, they move us all the time, I am at, you know, basketball games or gymnastics, uh, you know, practices, and we're right in the throes of a bunch of math homework. But quite honestly, I have no idea how to do, <laughs> even though I did go to college. Can we just say amen, parents out there who might yes. have oh, my kids? Because I don't understand any of this. I don't, these, these new things are just, they're above me and beyond me, but I'm trying my best. So, you know, I'm right in the throes of that stage of, of motherhood. And when they're at school, that is kind of, yes, when I am doing the writing, when I am, you know, prepping to go out and speak um, to different women's ministry groups during the weekend and that sort of thing. So our life is definitely full and it is definitely crazy. And I will take their snuggles because they will still give me those snuggles, moms. Okay. Even my nice. great boy, even though I think he would just die if he knew that I just admitted that on this podcast, but I will take those snuggles, even if they're at 830 at night, because that's just the kind of season that we're in. Um, But you did uh, ask about my book. So again, it's just a great, you know, joy for me to be back with you all. And thanks for letting me share about it um, during the first interview, but it is called a redesigned life and covering God's purposes when life doesn't go as planned. And I think all of us can relate to life, not going the way we planned for it to go. And in the Mm -hmm. middle of that, even though we may read our Bibles, even though we may go to church, we may pray and ask or wonder to our friends, where is God? Like, what is he doing? Because this is not 
what I had prayed for. This thing is falling apart or my kid isn't, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so before I actually went into women's ministry, before I became a mom, I was actually an interior designer. And so I thought, yes, I'm going to make it big in interior design, make millions of dollars. Well, then I met Jesus. I met Jesus. There you go. And he changed mm-hmm. everything and calling me into a different kind of interior design that looked a whole lot like youth and women's ministry. And so as I was thinking about this book and as a way to communicate that God does have a purpose for us, even when life shocks and surprises us, I thought, you know what, as an interior designer, there are a set of principles that I would use as I was redesigning a space for my clients. And as God, who is our master architect, he is our master designer. Yes, he's got a will for our lives. He's got plans to give us a hope and a future. Um, I thought, does he use maybe the same set of principles to redesign us whenever life doesn't go as planned. He sure does. And so that's what this book does. It combines the Bible teacher, the theology lover part of who I am with the interior designer part of who I am. And again, my hope is, is that as you all read the book, you are comforted to know that God is with you when life doesn't make sense. And not only is he redesigning your heart, but you can actually redesign your home as you are going through all of the ups and downs. So Mm -hmm. thanks for sharing all that. I love it. And I love your book. And I um, just wanted to share something briefly. I didn't really plan to do this, but I've I've been um, just thinking a lot about pattern. Um, So one of, you know, one of the chapters about pattern, everybody, um, you know, that's a design principle. And it's also a principle that God uses to kind of get our attention. And I've been really thinking about Mm -hmm. it a lot lately and thinking back to this chapter in your book, and I just wanted to yeah. read this one line that you wrote, Tracy. His patterns are meant to catch our attention, teach us, and help us remember who he is and what he desires for our lives. I just yeah. Yeah. love that so much. And I just want to share in my own life, I see him using certain patterns and getting my attention in different ways and it's just amazing how he uses patterns and and just really speaks to us when we listen and i'm sure writing this book was was one of those things mm-hmm. he spoke to you and and he helped you through yeah. this i'm sure so let's chat about yeah. book writing yeah. and just how you got okay. started you know how how did you know god was calling you to write a book yeah well and thank you for sharing that with me it blesses i think readers need to know this that when you read somebody's book seriously reach out to the author and give us this feedback because it just blesses me so much to hear that that patterns chapter blessed you. So don't be afraid. Authors are not scary people. You know, we <laughs> reviews, you know, reach out and let us know because that is like our greatest joy. You know, we spend years of our lives pouring into this book and then it's like crickets, crickets. You know, we never know what's going on or how God is moving. So thank you for sharing that with me. You just blessed me. But how did I know that God was calling me? Um, it was actually through a friend. See, because here's the two main ways that God speaks to me, and I believe he can speak to all of us through different things, such as worship music, such as nature. Um, But for me, it's through his word. Now, again, if you look for a passage of scripture, ladies, that says, thou shalt write a book, you're not going to find it, okay, (laughs) in the canon, all right? Right. But the other Uh way he spoke to me is through a friend, through other people saying, listen, we see this gift in you. Now, I, I want to be honest, I've only had one English class in college. Okay. Cause again, I went into interior design. So I wasn't doing a lot of writing. 
in college. So I've never seen myself as a writer. I never had the goal to write a book, but I became a pastor who then became a speaker. And as I was out just speaking, I wasn't striving. I wasn't trying to force the thing. People started coming saying, hey, I like that story. You should write a book. And I thought, well, I don't know if I can write at all. So I started a blog. And then through that, too, other people's feedback, you know, over and over, I think this could be a book. I think this should be a book. I think you're a writer. And I kept saying, no, 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 you know. <laughs> but eventually, as I was praying about it, it did. It started to become something what I liked. And I've even said this in the book. It became something that was heavy on my heart. Like I couldn't escape this, this burden, this passion to help women um, understand how God was redesigning them. So it did not happen overnight. It wasn't like I got struck you know, by bolts of lightning or cherubs descended upon me or something singing, going, write a book for God. It was just, I started listening to the people that knew me well, that saw that gifting through the blog. And I, I started looking at the responses on social media. And then eventually through that same friend, I met a literary agent and she too confirmed, mm -hmm. hey, there is a book in there. And God, through these people, um, you know, started to show me that he had, again, another plan for my life that I didn't see coming. And so like most things, of course, I'm scared. I mean, I'm still feeling like, am I really a writer after even releasing a book? Like, I think those insecurities us women have, well, we have them, right? They're still there. Mm -hmm. um, and so I have to continually come to the Lord to say, yes, I'm a writer, but really, I'm your daughter. And here's the thing I want you girls, everybody to listen, is that some of you, I don't want you to tune us out if you don't feel that call to be a writer, because God may be putting a different call on your life. But no matter what that is, never forget that before and above everything else, you are a daughter of the king, and no one can take that from you. Nothing can stop that. And so I know, again, in the social media world, we can think, well, I'm not like so-and-so, or I'm not as eloquent as Ann Voskamp, or, you know, Beth Moore, so therefore I'm not a da-da-da-da-da. But if God mm -hmm. is calling you to it, it will become a more of a burden to you. Other people will confirm that. But at the end of the day, the true definition of who you are is a forgiven and saved by grace daughter of the king. That is so powerful. Thank you, Tracy. And I 100% mm -hmm. agree that God definitely talks to us through people because yep. just starting this podcast, I, it was someone who yep. is a podcaster as well who told me, okay. you know, you should start a podcast yourself because I was a guest on hers a yeah. few years ago. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it's interesting how, and the heavy on your heart, I love that because I think yep. when something's from God, it just keeps coming back. It's like this yeah, nudge over and over, like feeling like you keep getting tapped on the shoulder. Um, right. And so, yeah, I think, I think that's really powerful to still remember that whatever ministry we do, whatever, you know, passion we live out, we are mm -hmm. God's first. And so that that's kind of right. segues into my next question, you mm -hmm. know, you're getting to, you're an author. You are, you're a published author, Tracy. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and I so, know, it's still crazy to me. <laughs> right, I bet it is. And how cool is that? And, you know, you wrote your book. I don't know how long it took, but I'm sure it took a lot of time, right? It did, it did. About two years from the initial, yeah. um, you know, idea with the agent to getting the proposal and then till it hit, hit the shelf. It was a little bit over two years. Yeah, and I've heard that from other people too. It takes time. And um, so obviously you're spending time on writing, right? 
and anybody, yeah. whatever your ministry is, you're spending time on it. But how do you make yeah. sure that that doesn't take the place of your prayer time? You know, how, how mm -hmm. do you make sure you're mm -hmm. not just like doing things for God versus being right. with God, like getting to know him? So how have you yeah. done that in your personal life? And I will be honest with you, there are some days where I fail at this. I really do. Um, you know, there were some, some seasons, some weeks where the deadlines were fast approaching and my prayer time was like, literally Lord help. <laughs> like that was literally, you know, mm -hmm. I've got to get this done. The words, you know, because yeah, once you go into contract, the clock is ticking and they're going to expect, you know, so many thousands of words within a time frame. And of course you're going to have kids get sick. Of course, you know, something on the house is going to break. Of course, you know what I'm saying? Like and the enemy starts attacking and now all of a sudden you can't write anything, even though you could just write before you got the book contract. You see what I'm saying? So there's mm -hmm. all of these things, and I've talked to so many writers, and you will not believe the obstacles that just, quote, appear once the book deal lands. And so you, that prayer time is so very important. Again, no matter what ministry, you said it so well, we can become so busy doing so many things for God that we can forget to actually be with God. And that's what happened to me. I was also in seminary at the same time of writing the book. So that was a double wow. thing because then all my assignments were even on the Bible, mm -hmm. right? So it was really wow. easy for me to say, oh, gee, I'm already in the Bible for seminary. I'm already in the Bible for a redesigned life. I don't really need to be still and quiet. So I was doing a lot of like intaking, but I wasn't stopping to really listen for God mm -hmm. to just give me a personal word just for me. Again, in our social media uh, era, we are so tempted to say, oh, this is postable. Oh, this is postable. Not everything mm -hmm. needs to be postable, ladies. You have to reserve some things just for you and God. Okay, sometimes he's going to give us a word just for us. doesn't mean we've got to post it. doesn't mean it has to be a book. And so for me, I had to still try to be very self-disciplined to carve out that time, whether it was in the morning or at night, because sometimes my days were just too full. I knew in the mornings I could not calm down. Like I just had to get the work done. Um, but then my quiet time became in the evenings. And then it was more of a, okay, God, now let's download and let's reflect back. You know, so again, whatever time of day that works for you, you have to be disciplined to say, I have got to set this work aside because we have to take care of our hearts. We have to take care of our minds because those are the battlefield. And the enemy wants us to always put work above the Savior, even if the work is good, even if it is holy, but it still cannot take the place. And think about Jesus, right? He got up even earlier in the morning, right, to go pray before mm -hmm. he, you know, sometimes I did, I'd have to get up earlier, you know, especially on those weeks when the deadlines were looming to try to make that time to say, listen, I've got to be full of him. I've got to listen. I've got to calm down, you know, before I just jump back into all of the things. So again, was I perfect at it? No, but I can tell you the days that I was more irritable, the days when the ideas weren't flowing, it's because I didn't take that time to trust that God would redeem it. Okay. <laughs> right? Because I think we mm -hmm. worry like, oh, if I take this time, I won't get the work done. But God always redeemed it for me because I put the most important thing first. And that really is him. Mm -hmm. So it's a struggle. It's a struggle. No matter what kind of season we're in, you just have to be disciplined. Set it aside. Don't think about tweeting about it. Don't think about writing, you know, about it. It's just you mm -hmm. and the Lord and still and guarding that time, you know, before you go and do the work. That's so helpful. And I think... The discipline is definitely the piece that um, 
we all have to work on, right? I mean, we can ask God for help with that. And then sometimes we just have to do Mm -hmm. it. I think I've talked a lot about this lately with with other lovely ladies like yourself about Mm -hmm. just doing Mm -hmm. it, setting aside that time. Sometimes it's messy action. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you set up this time and, you know, for me, I usually do it, have my prayer time with God during nap time. Mm And mm-hmm. late, right, right. My kids haven't been napping at the same time, so you know it's oh. been tough. And so, <laughs> right, and so I'm like, right. okay, I can work right. on that. I'm gonna see if I can make it happen so I can have that quiet time with God. But I will say yeah. that just reading something spiritual with my kids around mm-hmm. is very helpful to me. Mm-hmm. Reading the Bible yeah. with them there, and then in the evening, yeah. I like that you said that because I'm in a season where. My little one still gets up in the middle of the night. Um, so getting up early mm-hmm, is just not mm-hmm. doable. I have to like get as much sleep as I can um, because right. I it's all like, you know, broken up. Um, but mm-hmm, in the evening, mm-hmm. I will say that putting away the phone, turning off the TV, yeah. not that we watch TV, but we, we do watch Netflix sometimes. And so, you mm-hmm, know, just mm-hmm. putting away those distractions, being disciplined. I love that word. Well, I mean, and let me add this too, if, yeah, if go I may. Ahead. Um, you know, here's Please the thing, do. is that I taught my kids when they were young that, listen, when I'm sitting in, I had my little quiet time chair, okay? And when mommy sat in that chair, she was meeting with Jesus, okay? Mm-hmm. And I made sure, mamas, that they were safe. I made sure that they had been fed. I made sure their diapers were, you know, like they were taken care of. I was not neglectful by any means. But they also knew that that chair, that meant something important was going on for mommy. Okay. And they knew that I needed that time with Jesus. And so I would ask them to give me that time. And believe me, they were little. So this took many weeks of training. Okay. Yeah. You know, and again, I wasn't sitting there for hours. It might've been 20 minutes. It might've been 10 minutes, you know, at first, but they knew, uh Oh, mommy's meeting with Jesus. Now, again, there's no way they could have understood, but I think it meant something because now they know, Oh, she's got her Bible. And now they're in third and fifth grade and they get, they let me have that time with Jesus, because we started young, you know, with that discipline of something important is happening here. Mommy's making time for this every day, and she takes it very seriously. And I would use that time to say, this is how mommy is growing in patience, hopefully. Um, This is mommy, you know, me getting filled up with love for you and daddy, or, you know, whatever it was, or I need wisdom to help a friend out. And so I'm going to pray and ask Jesus. And when I'm in this chair, I want you to play quietly, or I want you to, you know, watch this little thing. And guess what? They survive. They survived. They felt mm-hmm. loved. They're doing great in school, y'all. But I think sometimes I see this, this tendency to worry that we have to be with our kids every second, you know, on the floor doing everything. But that's not realistic. That, that cannot continue for the rest of their lives. They've got to learn how to be independent. They've got to understand that mommy's biggest focus, her biggest devotion, Jesus. Does that make sense, mamas? I don't know if you can hear my heart on that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's, that that's one to so add. That was so good. <laughs> okay, that was totally God-led because I really needed to hear that, Tracy. Thank you. I, oh, I've amen. been amen. struggling. I'm not going to lie. I've been struggling to get that time. Sure. And it it feels like there's no time. But you know what? I have a chair mm-hmm. And I know which one, right. and I'm going to do it today. Right. Thank you. That's right. And we can better <laughs> love our kids. We, but, but like I say, if we want to be the best moms, it's not reading another parenting book. It is spending time with Jesus. Okay, that's it for part one. You can tune into part two now. Bye for now.